Hey, it's Daniel here with Socratic Hobbits. In this episode, Kyle and I talk about uh, New Year's resolutions, or rather, why we don't do them and what we do instead. Thanks for listening. Have you heard of the podcast Myth, Myths and Legends? You know what? Uh, I've been listening to I've been listening to his backlog recently. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. How did you How did you find out about it? Someone just told me about it like this weekend. I don't. I was looking for stuff that wasn't news and um, Norse mythology. I basically searched for Norse mythology. That's always kind okay. of captured my interest, and and he came up. And uh, he's he's got a really at least the later stuff is really well put together. It's like a really enjoyable. He just does a fantastic job. Yeah. And I think it's just a one man show. He's, he's, it's it's a guy and his wife. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, so his wife does all the production stuff and then he just, he writes the stories. Yeah. I know she may help him write the stories. I mean, he's, Mm. I guess, curate the stories. Yeah. I was listening to another one recently as well. And it's like professional storytellers. Like that's kind of their thing. And I'm just, oh, really? Yeah. It's, a guy who's doing jujitsu in Thailand, or at least he was at the point I was listening to the podcast, hmm. um, and then What's writing stories. And um, Just he seems like storage for his podcast. What's that? What's it called? Uh, I don't know. I got tired. Like he rewrites old um, mythology. Okay. And tells the. St- I mean, it, and then tells the stories. I'm not quite. I'm not 100 percent sure. So what it's called is, I must have deleted it. It was, um, no, I think it's called House of Legends. Okay. Daniel Allison. He's a, a Irish guy. And then moved to Thailand as an expat. And Did we start the podcast yet? I mean, I'm recording. The riffing. Okay. We're still just riffing. Okay, you and I, when we start, we're going to talk about, I don't even know if we said what we were going to talk about. We did, and I don't remember what it was. I don't remember either, so I'm, I'm thinking that it doesn't it's count. not in the... I haven't looked at the show notes, man, because we were it's just going to go notes. over a question. Uh, do you want to talk New Year's resolutions? Yeah, actually, I do. I'd love to talk about that. Uh, do you just want to pretend like we haven't been talking for the last half hour and say, how's it going or something? Does that feel forced? Let's not force it. <laughs> that feels really forced. How's it going, I mean, Kyle? I mean, we could... No, no, no. I'm just messing. <laughs> Maybe right. better just, I mean. Actually, can you just I say, think... can you just, like, let's pretend like I didn't say all that and you just said, do you want to talk about New Year's resolutions? And then I can just cut from there and we can move forward. Yeah, sure. So you want to talk about New Year's resolutions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a couple reasons why, but uh, if you want to start, you are more than welcome to. Do you have? Do you? Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Have you ever? Yeah, um, in a in a sort of roundabout way. Okay. So what what I've done the last? So I mentioned that we had some people over the other week, and part of the reason for that is the last. Um, this was Earl. This is the fourth time we've gotten together to do a quote-unquote five-year plan meeting. So the idea is with who? Uh, um, with a with my brother-in-law and his wife, and then a couple other friends of ours um, from mm-hmm. the Presbyterian Church in Portland. Okay, so you make a five-year plan together. We don't do it together. It's more of an accountability group. This so, is fascinating. So we check in at the so so at the start of the year we um, go over things that we'd like to accomplish or habits we'd like to develop for the year, 
mm-hmm. and 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 depending on the person they may tie that into what where they'd like to be in five years and then the, the next year you kind of we all get back together and we say you know this is this is how i did in this area this is how i did in that area and and um this is how i'm trending basically and um for example this year was really exciting because uh last year my um i don't think they'd mind me saying this but last year my, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were uh kind of they'd been married for a few years hadn't had any kids we're starting to wonder are we going to adopt are we going to have kids and they're going to have their first kid next month oh that's exciting so that was a, a, that, and that's the other thing is is we write down what we've kind of we kind of say these are our top two or top three and then we try and remember to throughout the year pray for each other um mm. for those things so one of the guys he's so that's it an answer to prayer yeah yeah so one of the guys he's he's working on a developing a, a freelance um i mean he's doing some graphic design but really it's more freelance illustrate not illustration but um graphic design con- concept art um business hmm, interesting uh so the idea would be that he would create um concept art if you had like a new building that you wanted to get done and before you send it to an architect you need to raise money for it so he'd do a do a sketch or an artistic sure. rendering of what it could look like what the experience yeah. could be so they can take it to donors get money for it then hire the architect and the engineers and all that did um, you know that on the front of every building or at the front of every like set of plans that we have um for all of our construction projects there's an there's essentially that yeah so yep okay so he's he's trying to get into that that game so he does that a little bit he's really more into movie characters so if someone's trying to put together a deck to um pitch a new movie mm-hmm. then he sure. would like that's what he'd really like to do okay but you kind of pay the bills I, with the other stuff i won't uh i won't introduce him to all my architect friends then well, i Unless... mean he'd be he'd be happy to grow his business that way he's mm-hmm. i mean he's he's doing graphic design to help kind of pay the bills right now okay i mean yeah i know mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Anyway, so you guys, you guys do this uh, every year. You yeah. So we started it in two thousand January of two thousand eighteen, and so we did eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and now twenty one. Okay. Was any of your goals last year to travel more? Uh, no. Um, my goals have kind of generally fallen into four categories. So okay. those are faith, family, health, and professional goals. Okay. Generally, faith has to do with uh, devotions and Bible memory. Um, Bible memory was one I did not do well in last year. Hmm. And then family, a lot of it actually has to do with, um, things were, I mean, things we're doing together, um, hospitality and devotions. And then for, for health, I, I've, I kind of put exercise and Brazilian jiu-jitsu in there, generally speaking. And, and the first time we did it, I said, I wanted to be Five years out, I wanted to be well on my way to having my brown belt in jujitsu, and I've gotten my purple belt. So, making progress that direction. For those of us not familiar with the belt order, um... oh right. So in in jujitsu, you you have white belt, a white belt when you first start out, and then you go to blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, and then black belt is the top ranking. So you got two years left, or yeah. I guess it would be to the end two of twenty twenty three, right? Right, right. So you got 
One, two, three years left. Two years. All of 21, all of 22, all of 23. That'd be six years from okay. 18, 19, 18, 20. 19. Oh, you're right. Yep. I know how to math. But for this year, I've kind of pivoted that. The, the way I'm applying the jujitsu goal this year is as I've been like having people um, kind of do an underground jujitsu on Tuesday nights, um, looking to grow that group. Actually, one of the guys who started coming, he's got a basically empty garage space that he's going to put a bunch of mats down in so we can put, bring more guys in. And kind of one of the ways I, I put down as a metric for if I'm kind of going back to smart goals, the specific measurable, attainable, um, realistic and and time-based, the, the smart goal I came up with for that was that if, if I have, if there are three people, um, still doing jujitsu at the end of the year who I didn't invite, but were invited by people who I, who, um, were already doing it, Mm -hmm. then that will tell me that it's going well, basically. Cool. And that, the, the other thing about the jujitsu is it's not just the physical activity, but it's also the practice of um, developing kind of developing the skill of teaching, which is mm-hmm. a skill I'd like to build on. Mm-hmm. And so this is a great avenue where I don't know, I, I would say I don't know much jujitsu, but I know more than someone who hasn't started yet. You know so more than this, me, that's for sure. That was very evident that one time. So it's, it's a, it's a fun opportunity to just bring a sport I love to an area that there's really just one gym in the area and Mm. it's pretty expensive, especially for the area. Sure. I think something that's actually, uh, so with woodworking, which I've been getting Mm -hmm. into, I don't know if I've talked to you a ton about that or not, but there's somebody who here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's somebody who's not that far ahead of me Mm -hmm. and it's, I mean, sometimes it would probably be easier if he was, 10 steps ahead of me instead of just two but sometimes it's like oh i remember struggling with that right right it wasn't that long ago or how do you do this like actually i don't know like here's what i found here's a bunch of resources or whatever and um anyway to kind of it's having somebody who's not that far ahead of you is sometimes really helpful right so yeah i remember that with in in school when we were learning different foreign languages it was always helpful when you're doing conversational um, Latin or French to, to try and to, or to work with people who weren't native or obviously there are no native Latin speakers, but mm-hmm. with French, it was actually easier to work with people who didn't know French because you're kind of doing the baby talk at the same rate mm-hmm. versus trying to converse with someone who's a, like if you, if you went to Paris and, and tried to converse with someone who is a native French speaker, they're probably just going to default to English because it was just more efficient for them with their knowledge of English to talk to you than for you to stumble through French with them. Yeah. Or you just ask where the bathroom is or that tell them that that car is Brown. Like, I don't know. And you're sitting on a chair. Where is the library? I don't know, man. Yeah. Like I just remember the conversation we had in Spanish. It was very, yeah, very simple. Yeah. Um, that might've had to do with, but that's where you have to start. And so when you have someone who's at that level, it's still fun for both of you. Yeah, because you're both growing and you're not one of you isn't just like I'm talking to a little child, mm-hmm. essentially, um, or they don't know, you know, I was thinking about this recently. Uh, my wife got me a thesaurus for Christmas, which would not be very exciting. But now I'm just I'm just going through 
words uh-huh. and like highlighting ones that I like. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, how many words does the average person know? And it's, it's a lot, but it, it's also like, it's still very easy for me to learn new words. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Pokemon? No. Well, I- there's and the original game or the original show. Uh, I guess it was the original game. There were eight cities. I don't remember all their names, but it. I was looking up um, specifically like names of colors as my wife and I have started to. Um, so she painted her. Um, she's she's redoing some stuff in the craft room, and she's been going through like a lot of colors. And and to be honest, when she was doing the white, it was like that's white and that's white and that's white. And she's like, which white do you like better? I'm like, they're all white, but they're different whites. One has a little you know, green in it or blue in it or red in it. And mm-hmm. um, it's warmer. Softer. I can actually tell the difference. Yep, exactly. All different things. I could actually, there. she was like, that one has more yellow in it and that one's got more something else. And I could, I could see the yellow. Anyway. It makes a big difference depending on what lighting you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so whenever we're checking out colors or whenever she's checking out colors, there's uh sun coming in through the window. There's the lights on and... I feel like there's a third one that we sometimes go through. And and you're planning on keeping the same bulbs in mm-hmm. my fisher? Well, they're all LED, so they're supposed to outlast us, basically. Okay. They probably won't. We've had some burnout. Or we've had one burnout already, so I think at some point some of them will fail. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, they were the free ones from the PUD. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so, I mean, but they're supposed to last for like, I don't know, 50,000 hours or yeah. 100,000 hours or something like that, which is a lot of hours. Yeah. Anyway, I w- was looking up a, a color for, you know, like, uh, what are other blues besides blue? Because when you're writing a story, it's actually kind of boring to just say blue, blue, you know, if you're talking about something that's blue. Vermilion. Vermilion, uh, I believe, is a city. Cerulean is another city in this in Pokemon. And okay. Indigo. And Indigo is, Indigo is blue, right? Purple-ish is it kind of blue? Blue, blue. blue. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and it was like, oh, they did all of these cities as different colors. But synonyms. But synonyms, well, right. but they weren't, uh, they weren't all the same color, but indigo, uh, uh, cerulean and, um, vermilion were all, but I think vermilion is like a green, isn't it? Mm, you may be right. Anyway, all that being said, it was like, it was just interesting to, there's like, I, there's, there's like specific kinds of words that I particularly like. I could grab it. I could grab the thesaurus at some point. Not, that's not uh-huh. fantastic listening. But it would just be, it's just like interesting to see, like, I wonder why this grabs me in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I was actually going to ask you if you knew, but it sounds like as you're describing this, you're describing a vast, a really large variety of words that you are, there's, you aren't really seeing a connection or Mm -hmm. pattern between what makes you like this word and that word. You just know you like them. Yeah, that's well, the like, pattern. <laughs> so another word that I don't know why I like, but I think is particularly interesting is rent as a synonym for ripped. Okay. And I I don't know why. Like I just I I think it's um so like rent into or you know some some variation of that is like Well, that's interesting because you, you should really go if you haven't done this already, you should go back through the etymology of the words and see where they originate. Yeah, I know typically I like Anglo-Saxon words. That's what I was wondering. Is uh, it sound is rent sounds like it has more of an old Norse mm-hmm. name, which is also interesting considering what you had said when we were kind of talking before we started talking about New Year's resolutions about mm-hmm. Norse mythology. Yeah, I have always kind of had some something 
related to that area of the world. It like it started when I was very young. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if it's because I was and your wife. <laughs> you know what? I never thought of that. Actually, you never thought of that. I was never like I had kind of a thing for uh, <laughs> Scandinavia, and my wife just happens to be Scandinavian. That's huh. hilarious. Yeah, but like from when I was at least in third grade, that was the first like first thing that I very clearly remember of like being uh-huh. interested in that. I might have to do with the coastlines. I might have to do with the cold. I do like the cold. Although this rain that we've been having does tend to get me down just a little bit. But, but this is this is more um, Southern England rain than, mm-hmm. especially over in Vancouver. It's it's Southern England rain, not man, Scotland have, rain or uh, yeah. I mean, man, more. we've had like probably. I mean, I can't think of a day over the last three weeks that we haven't had at least half an inch of rain. Whoa! It's See, it's been except for today. It's been sunny most of the week over here. That sounds nice. Um, it was sunny today. There are a lot of jobs. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell my wife. I'll say, hey, they had two two weeks of sun over there and Well people... that would be that would not be true. We also nah. we also had about six inches of snow last week. Sadly she likes the snow better than she likes the rain. That's well she's sure. from the Scandinavia. She's from Scandinavia. <laughs> uh, not really, but um yeah. Anyway. That's uh, really funny that you never thought about that. No, I just know yeah, I guess yeah. I'm just telling you, man. I've had other things Church. to think about. What's that? Yeah, Church. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Any All other most important things in your life? Yeah. It is... Well, and like as a, as we're redesigning our house, so we're doing a new. We did the the patio, right? Have That's you ever actually had mead. Uh, <laughs> actually, I tried to make mead once. We were having some computer issue upstairs at my brother-in-law and sister's house, and I asked someone to watch the pot for me because i was it was a it was an old it was like a how to make mead now mm-hmm. and it's essentially like like beer is one of the ingredients if i recall in order to oh no i was making well, butter no. i was making butter beer i, I was gonna this say is different mead thing. is um distilled honey no i've never had mead maybe i should try it it's really good but this is kind of off topic from new year's resolutions okay let's so well I, you know i kind of shared about about some of the things yeah i, I guess the process we've gone through with our group for the five-year plan um and then also some of the things that oh i was talking I, about words that's how we got there sorry yeah okay so yeah I so the up. process with your uh group of friends and family were you done with that thought i apologize yeah I yeah yeah i was just saying we kind of went through my stuff and i was about to say what do you how do you think about future plans and sure use resolutions so uh about Three or four years ago, I realized New Year's resolutions don't work for me. Mm. And I wanted wanted instead to think about like quarterly goals. Mm. And uh, which I think is fine. Um, I think if you want to get if you want to have so there's there's kind of two ways to think about goals. I actually kind of disagree with the idea of smart goals or not, not disagree. I think that's pretty narrow minded. I think that you can have mm. aspirations and outcomes. And if you're looking for a specific outcome, then a smart goal is a good way to do that. Mm-hmm. If, but I think that aspirations are not bad. I want to be a better father. Um, even though there's not a specific outcome there, you can kind of graft things into it. So instead of saying, I want to be a better mm-hmm. father, you're like, okay, well, what, what fits into that? And you can come up with habits, come up with outcomes even that fit into that. Uh-huh. 
that and this kind of sounds like what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits that we that we discussed, where you have habits and you have goals mm-hmm. that feed into the habits, which feed into the identity. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, and I think, I guess, to just like there's this uh, if it's not uh, if it's not specific, measurable. Uh, what's the A stand for? Attainable. Attainable. No, 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 specific, measurable, because. It can't be attainable because I was thinking realistic was R. Anyway. And time-based. Yeah. So if everything is that, then that precludes quite a lot of things that we can think about. You're narrowing your focus way too much, in my opinion. Anyway, so a podcast called Cortex, they talk about Uh annual theme or yearly themes. Okay. And so, and like having, okay, like an example of a theme would be, that you can have ridiculous names if you want, but usually it's helpful if they're, you know, focused on what you're doing. Um, and I was thinking about this year being the year of completion, right? So I've been, I've been working on a book for years and years. Um, I started a workbench last winter and mm-hmm. it's 80 to 90% of the way there. It's been a lot of time this, you know, I've started a lot of projects and haven't seen all of them through. Mm-hmm. And um, finishing projects is like being completely done and never having to really think about it again. Not never thinking about it again, but like looking at a project and saying, yeah, I did as I did as well as I could given the time constraints and now I'm done with that and I can totally move on to the next one. I think is really valuable. So that's what I'm going to focus on this year. And I've got a couple of things that I'm working on. Um, I've, I've written, written down a lot of projects for January and, um, I'm not trying to complete them all in January, but to right, right. to knock some of them off. One of them in particular, um, we started. I started the process of our um, getting our fireplace like scheduled up, and so I'm I'm hoping yeah. to, if not completely finish that project, get it most of the way there. Um, I've priced out all the materials. I know roughly how long things are going to take. Although uh, something that happens when you start projects that you don't like when you start demo, you basically never know what's underneath. Right. And one of the things that we hadn't expected to remove or do anything with was the mantle or the hearth underneath Uh our fireplace. Right. And some of the bricks are coming loose. And so we've discussed removing the entire hearth and then putting down tile, which is something I don't have experience with and could be very difficult. Maybe not. It's not a ton of tile either way. But then there's mm-hmm. the trim in between, or not in between, but at the edge, right. making sure everything's, you know, like, anyway. So, um, anyway. There's a but little look, more work to be done on the planning if you're going to do that. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then. You probably want to watch some YouTube videos to get a sense of how much what work the, is. Like, what goes into putting tile on the floor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what do I you know, I, I I guess actually I should say I have priced out everything that my wife and I had previously discussed doing, which was putting up mm-hmm. Roman clay on the outside, which essentially just looks like concrete, but you can get it different colors and there's a specific texture that it has that my wife really likes. And okay. I think it'll look really nice too. I'm also yeah. putting up a new mantle, um, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty excited about. It's a it's just a honking piece of wood and it's it's pretty and I I like that. So, so you found a use for the big honking piece of wood that you got. Is this the same one you got from a friend a while back? And then yep, there is. Of, what am I? Oh. It's really cool, but what am I going to do with it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like eight feet long. It's a yeah. eight by 12, I think. Or it's like really heavy a... and hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so the year of completion, I'm not, you know, I even just in briefly talking about it, it's like there's a lot of things that I could. It's like I'm, I guess I'm tired of starting things and not finishing them. I think it's really, really bad for me and bad mm-hmm. for my wife. And um, it's better to know that. Or it's not an identity that you want. Yeah, I guess that's that's probably that. Like I want to. Because in part, it's not helpful for your wife. Mm-hmm. Well, and even just the you mentioned um, atomic habits and just the identity that I want to have. Mm-hmm. Finishing projects is something that I want to do and be and um it didn't you know when i worked for my previous company there was that project at the airport Mm -hmm. and it never really felt like it got 100 percent finished from my perspective Mm -hmm. there was still kind of stragglers it didn't feel like it finished well even if it was completely done which in march when i left was you know Mm -hmm. um and this project at up in up north of here um feels like i mean it was supposed to be it was supposed to have substantial completion in august and it's still hanging on Hmm. and i don't have like i don't have a whole lot of capacity for it because i'm now in a different job right and um anyway so finishing and finishing well is is something that like for i guess for my own sanity for my own like if i can't have that if i can't like there's so many other people i'm relying on at my work Mm -hmm. because i have to Mm -hmm. um at my house at least like I want to, uh, you know, I'm the owner. Right. I can put as many, you know, like it's not like I can put unlimited resources at things, but I can, mm-hmm. I can decide that I'm going to uh, put resources towards one thing and not another. Right. Um, at, within reason, obviously, if like our water main breaks, like, well, that's what I have to spend my money on. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, insurance helps helps out. But um, do you guys have been? like we don't have flood insurance insurance uh i mean that would be considered yeah i think our insurance would cover that oh like your homeowner's policy or do you have a separate policy yeah yeah our homeowner's policy if a water main broke okay i guess yeah i was thinking of like there are insurance policies you can get that'll cover the replacement of a hot water heater or something like that no we don't have stuff like that but see so if our hot water heater broke i would just have to pay for that yeah we would have to pay for that's the same boat we're in yeah i don't know of anybody who has that kind of insurance that i know of yeah it's it's becoming like at least prevalent enough that they mention it or realtors mention it during house buying processes but i know we were required to have appliance insurance for the first year oh really yeah and it was a crock because based off your mortgage i don't know man i've got no idea i don't know it, it was included in our closing costs weird um but i called them a month after our we moved in because uh-huh. our um hvac system broke i just had uh-huh. to pay for it out of pocket and they were like no we can't help you and i was like right. what's the point of you and then a year after or like a month but until our um, insurance was it was like you could extend it if you wanted they called me and they were like are you guys interested in re-upping and i'm like I called you guys for one claim and you refused it. And they were like, oh, sorry. And hung up. Like there was no back and forth. Well, no back and forth. They just like hung up. It was, you guys are a scam. Yeah. Anyway, uh, something else uh, based on the conversation that you and I had, 
actually yes. want to send you the spreadsheet that I made. Nice. It seems, I was going to ask you about. It seems too things. good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I found I found houses or duplexes that you like in some of the areas that you were talking about mm-hmm. for about that price, and then some were cheaper. Yep. And I just like like I kept like inflating numbers, and the the ROI was still really high. Yep. I'm just like, well, I mean, I could use this, and then. Why isn't everybody doing this? Um, I think because it does require project management skill. The ROI is like 30 to 50% though. Well, as long as you have tenants in the house. That's with uh or, yeah, or did you did you put a vac- what was your uh, vacancy rate for the year? It was 8 17%, so 11 months out of the year. So, uh, for a two for a two unit place, I was assuming mm-hmm. that there would be at least 2 months a year. So maybe that is maybe that's too high. Maybe so, I should so maybe plan- maybe try the numbers with a with a quarter a year, but still, I mean, if you're at 30%, if you've run the numbers and it's 30% and then you put in the numbers for um, the replacement of stuff like appliances. And that that assumes $200 a month of project costs mm-hmm. uh, in addition to replacing the roof every 20 years. So depending right. on how quick, like if there's only 10, 10 years left on a roof, mm-hmm. then, and you know how much it's going to be, re- like, you know how much you have to, it, it assumes all of that right um and, yeah. it also assumes that you're paying for lawn care which you don't necessarily have to do like you could somebody could you could say you know this is part of your contract part of your contract and it also assumes that i'm paying for utilities which is not normal mm-hmm. there's a lot of costs that i like took on because i was like well, I... anyway it seems too good i'll send it to you and you say daniel these are ridiculous and then um did you compare it to like some of the bigger part pockets analyses? No, this was all just, I, I didn't remember the name of the company or the website that you had suggested. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Bigger pockets. Yeah. Not pickets pockets. All right. I'll take a look at that and see what I'm missing. Cause I'm sure there is, there's just not, there's just no way. I don't know that you are. <laughs> all right. We'll see. Um, that's probably how my <laughs> wife and I will invest some money. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long day, man. Uh, it has been. Yeah. yeah, I was I was looking at some of my other things I talked about and and for for the five year plan meeting and and I mm-hmm. haven't made any progress on any of them except for the jujitsu one, which I already had the habit of doing that Tuesday nights. Did you just because I've been at, at at work for longer days this week and last week? Oh, so you haven't made any progress this week, right? What are your, do you mind sharing what your other, like you talked a little bit about your, like what would go into family mm-hmm. and what would go. So, into- so I guess on the, well, I haven't made any, I want to memorize, start by memorizing second Timothy, which I picked because it's short and it's good mm-hmm. um, and applicable. And so, or obviously applicable and because it's Paul and to like Paul has a certain cadence Mm-hmm. and way he writes and yeah. so i think by memorizing a short book of paul's that'll help me with memorizing other books that he has written yeah are you using any tools like i said i haven't even started on that one. are you planning on using any tools um there was something one of the guys mentioned actually i guess he didn't really mention tools he mentioned more just consistency what tool do you have a tool in mind for memorization how did you know? Um, so what I would recommend to start mm-hmm. is you can sit down in about 
probably two to three hours and memorize the entire book. Okay. Right? But keeping it in your memory is a little more difficult. So you can use something called Anki, A-N-K-I.com. You okay. Can, you can get it on your computer. You uh, can also pay for it on your iPhone. It's the most expensive, simplest app, but it uses something called spaced repetition, which you and I've talked about a little bit. Uh-huh. Yep. And um, you can, there's on your computer, there's an add-on in order to create what's called close, C-L-O-Z-E. Okay. Um, and what that does is... I'm just going to take notes on my uh, thing. Sure. Monkey.com. Um, That's all I needed. Thanks. Yeah. Close. Uh, and what so it does is you, you, you put in the entire you know, book of Second uh-huh. Timothy. And then okay. when you're reviewing your flashcards, what it does is it, it basically says, like, here's the line before, or here's the few words before, okay. and here's the few words after. Uh-huh. And you have to, like the flashcard uh-huh. is, what are the words in between? Uh-huh. And then when you remember them, it, uh, then you review them again a few days later. And or then don't remember them does it like kind of fill in words from each side until you know like, oh, that would be pretty is. that'd be pretty fancy no what it does is it says you failed and then you have to do it again in that session until you get okay. it correct and you're the oh, only so one it'll like flash it up on the screen and then take it away and then no, you have you... as long as you want it's literally like think about an actual flash card it's what it okay. is um but what it's doing is it's keeping track of how long like how long you have already reviewed these different flashcards and then uh-huh. um and then spacing them out in Sweet. such a way that actually yes. sounds like a lot of fun yeah it's it's really helpful but the the app is very expensive it's free on android um because so you just get the chrome extension basically or the chrome thing no 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 it's free on your computer and on okay the only way that the developer though makes money is on the the ios app cuz i was just thinking like at breakfast, I can just pull up my laptop and while I'm eating breakfast, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. I mean, to begin with, it, like as long as you put that time in on the very front end, uh-huh. it's going to be pretty short, 10 minutes, five minutes after that. Well, you copy paste. No, but the actual memorization, because you have to actually memorize it ahead of time. Oh, beef. oh, you have to memorize the whole book ahead of time. And Which you this, can, I mean, for something that small, you probably can do. Is, this app is to keep it in your memory memory. got it i see so a lot of people use it for studying like um, anatomy and physiology or like there's a lot of different things that you can use it for and on their website there's a lot of different like you can download different packs of things but part of the actual memorization process for things that are not like passages Uh um part of the memorization process usually is writing the card yourself um right yeah and you can also like with the app or with the the windows like on the website mm-hmm. you can also um have uh actually on your on windows it's, it is there's a web app and then there's also one that you can download both are free but you can also have images you can have um a number of different things and they talk about how to what, like the best way to do that um back to your goals though so that's mm-hmm. one of your goals is to memorize second timothy are there right. is, it, is there any other goals that you have yeah too many um top top one or two or whatever you want to talk about so what i said for my top goals was memorizing it was memorizing second timothy um having did i make that yeah so keeping or growing the jujitsu um gym of sorts and then 
the other one is completing a programming project, a personal programming project. Is it secret? Um, well, one of them sort of is now. Secret from me or from our audience of James? From our, from, <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess, yeah. I'm just messing, man. Ba basically, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's an app that would help um, loan officers find you the best mortgage. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Um, I think it is. I was talking to a loan officer about kind of my experience with, um, cause, cause I've applied for four loans in the last three years, basically three or four years with refinances and stuff. And each time it just seemed like they were having to do a lot of work on their end. And I didn't quite understand why. And so I was asking him, is there a mm -hmm. tool that would like help you with this? And he said, no, you just kind of have to like guess and check. And I said, Oh really? That's interesting. That seems problematic. Yeah. Like, um, how do you know you got the best deal? Like, I don't right. know. I just kind of guessed and checked. Yeah. And he was going, yeah, sometimes I stay until midnight guessing and checking. And I was. Uh, what a waste of time, man. Right. And so there's that. And then um, the things I was thinking about before that were uh, a system with a Raspberry Pi that would basically act as sort of a thermostat for the house. and And it would just take down the temperature at different places in the house. And the reason I chose that one is, is, is because temperature is a relatively simple sensor to um, program for, but it could lead to some interesting things with um, transmitting the, the data over a network to a, to a computer. Mm -hmm. And then also it'd give us information about like what rooms we were losing the most heat out of. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then the other thing that would potentially play, play into is there, the temperature monitoring could play into as I was talking to a friend of mine who wants to get into coffee roasting and hmm. I thought it would be a really fun project and I don't think I'll get to this this year given everything I have on my plate but down the line it'd be fun to help him build an automated coffee roaster that would do a good job do a good job spin the beans keep them out all at the same temperature but that's a that's a huge project um oh why is that uh because it's you're it's not just about the hardware and it's not just about the software it's also about uh the heat transfer rate into coffee beans so there's a bunch of research to do there and what the most efficient ways are to get heat into the beans evenly and make sure that it is totally even and it's the right rate mm -hmm. so okay i'm with you um is this like it would you would essentially be replicating something that already exists like yeah. these okay i was like what you're describing i definitely have heard of yeah yeah um i've actually i've considered getting one at one point mm -hmm. because i drink a lot of coffee and i'm like man it's like this much and you could buy green beans for way less and buy green beans for way less how much would i have to i'd have to buy a lot of coffee to make like <laughs> yeah maybe better just to offload that yeah they're like I don't know, two thousand dollars or five thousand. They're expensive. Yeah, even for little ones. You've got a heater, and there's some automation that goes. Well, the ones that I was looking at needed to be pretty simple, okay. uh, and they were like pour the coffee beans in uh, and anything else that you're kind of roasting with it, and then uh, walk away. Okay, that's how they were very simple. But I do know somebody who uh, they're simple for the user. Simple, yeah, yeah. You got it. Uh, I do know somebody who pan roasts his coffee beans and he's been doing That's that for a couple That's what this guy years. does now. 
he's it's pretty wild he said that he also um only does it outside now because of how much how how strong it smelled in his house oh interesting because he would pan roast them on on the stove and it was just like they create they create they can create a fair amount of smoke uh-huh I'll have to ask my friend about it because I know he's pan roasted and done a few different roasts with a few different beans. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't mention anything about the smoke. So hmm. I'm maybe he's just now. used to it now. Maybe. Uh... And then the, and then the other programming um, project that I was thinking of was creating a tool for identifying how risky an options trade would be because another thing I wanted to do where I'm not really sure. This kind of happened back in um, 2015, 2016 for me too, when it seemed like the stock market was headed into uncharted waters. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get into options trading because it seems like a way to keep, to make money whether the stock market's going up or going down. And and I'd like to create a, you know. That seems like a, either a very very valuable asset or a very very risky one right oh yeah and and so that's why i'd like to create a tool um that would go through trends and basically say help me visualize how likely is the stock to stay in this price range versus how likely is it to go into that price range because generally when you're analyzing options trade you'll create a risk graph that kind of shows you what will likely happen so where you're where the price point is for profit, where how much you will lose if you do lose, based is this off different of than shorting a stock point. sometimes. Yes. So when you short a stock, I mean it, the terminology is very similar, but when you short a stock, essentially what you're doing, I believe, is you borrow you borrow shares with, from someone, and you. You're promising, to, you're promising to sell at a certain price. That, that, now that's an options trade. That's that's a different than sh- shorting a stock, which is when Are you, you short a stock, you're at a certain range at a certain price. Well, well, so an option is a promise to, or it's not a promise. It is, um, it's a contract to buy at a certain price or sell at a certain price. And this is different than shorting how? Because shorting actually deals with the equity itself, not with a contract that is a derivative of the equity. <sighs> so you're actually dealing with the actual shares when you go long, like when you go long on a stock, that means you just bought it. Right. That makes sense. When you short a stock, I, I read this like once because I was trying to figure out the difference and it, it has to do with something along the lines of you, 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 you either borrow the shares from someone or loan the shares out to someone and you make money if the stock price drops based on the transaction that will happen between you and the other party if the stock p- drops. But with so, an option, you have... I think you're paying a, for the right to yes purchase paying, at a certain price. You're paying for the right to purchase at a certain price or the right to sell at a certain price. And so when you're shorting... You get the like if you uh, if you short it at right now the price is fifteen dollars mm-hmm. and you short it if you short the stock not if the you short the, yep if you short the stock and it goes down to ten you get the difference between the five and the ten right but you don't purchase it right you're agreeing to buy at ah oh, shoot I'll have to look it up 
It's not, it's not. Yeah. I've been reading about options, not Mm. about shorting. Um, So that's why I'm more familiar with the options at this point. So I have been doing, I have been doing research on it and, and preliminary research on what trades would be feasible with how much capital I'm willing to risk and Mm -hmm. trying to understand that side of things. But as part of that, I'd like to essentially create a, a Monte Carlo simulation that would take in data on what a stock has done in the past and then create probabilities for what kind of price movement could be expected in a certain time range. And then it would sort of put down different size bubbles along the risk graph to mm-hmm. visualize how likely it is that the option is going to be worth something or not worth something. Because the thing with an option is you don't actually have, if you have the option to buy a stock, you mm-hmm. don't actually have to buy the stock. You could sell that option to someone else for mm-hmm. a profit if it's in the money. So let's say you buy it, a, the, the stock is at $50 a share. Mm-hmm. You buy an option, buy a call option, which means you have the option to buy it at $60 a share. It goes in three yes. months. Mm-hmm. In two months, it goes to 70 a share. You can then sell your option that you bought for 50 Six. cents mm-hmm. for $9 mm-hmm. because you're $10 above. You're $10 good. So. But there's some risk that it could go back down so you don't get the full $10 mm-hmm. um, to someone else who might want to actually buy the stock for 60 Yeah. in the future. So I'm just going to correct our... Uh, Oh, did you look up shorts, sure shorting did. stocks? So what you do is you borrow shares, immediately sell them, and then hope that you can buy them later for lower. And that's how you get the difference between those two. Okay. So, so you buy, I borrow, I borrow 10 stocks from you mm-hmm. and sell them right away, sell them, and then hope that I can purchase them for lower when I owe and them to you. When, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is why one of the reasons that shorting is so dangerous, because if I borrow those stocks from you, Yep. And they and I borrow them and they're 10 bucks a, a share and I'm hoping that I can purchase them at $1 a share then I've made that $9, right? Yeah. But if they go to $100 a share, there's like unlimited downside yep. if that makes sense. Cuz if they go to $100 a share then I owe you $900 where as before I only owed like $100. Right. That's a minus 900% <laughs> ROI. Yeah. Or whatever. Um anyway, don't short Bitcoin right now. Wasn't Elon Musk saying it was going to go to like 150 or 130,000 or something? It's up to 40 now. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to short Bitcoin. I don't even know if you can. Yeah. They have different options exchanges. I'm sure they do. They have futures. Are you going to go long Bitcoin? Is that in your 20? I have been thinking about it, man. But, you know, with, but if, you know, if I've got an ROI that's triple the, potentially triple the um, stock market. Right. And is something that I can understand. Yep. Like investing in Bitcoin doesn't really make sense to me because I don't understand what Bitcoin is. And it's a little bit like... feels like gambling. It feels like gambling. It feels a little bit like, you know, so I've been listening to, we were talking about Myths and Legend podcast mm-hmm. um, and, and a motif of myths and legends is is that somebody's like oh here's something magical it's like magically fire or magically we like Uh, and i don't understand it and it ends up hurting them 
really badly and they don't understand what why mm-hmm. because they don't live in that realm and so they don't understand the rules that go around it and bitcoin kind of feels like that like well maybe this would be really good mm-hmm. i know somebody who bought a house with the money they made from bitcoin mm-hmm. but also like i feel like zero. it's just kind of make believe and so yeah. like i don't even understand how i would spend it without converting it back to cash right like with money or to another I, crypto what's that or to another cryptocurrency or to another crypto i don't even know how i would do that the only way that i know how to purchase bitcoin is through the square cash app <laughs> and i don't know why like i don't know where that goes i don't understand anything about i don't have a crypto like i don't have a wallet well you you have a shared wallet on square cash yeah sure but also i like i've read about you can have a crypto wallet yeah you can you can transfer the crypto from or transfer Bitcoin from the Cash App, um, they'll give you an identifier that'll enable you to transfer it to like a personal wallet, which could be something that you could transfer to your computer and then put it on a flash drive and put that flash drive in storage somewhere. Or forget about it and lose it. And there's like a hundred dollars that I've never have done. <laughs> have they? Yeah. That's silly. I, I know I knew a guy in college who when it went up to five or six thousand at the time he was going oh man like someone just gave me a couple bitcoin back when it was two dollars and <laughs> i put it on a flash drive and now it's i don't even know where it is so now that flash drive is worth 80 grand jeez oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just on a flash drive somewhere that's crazy what an interesting yeah. idea i'm gonna write it down this is actually something i got for christmas uh-huh so Oh, nice. You can't really tell because it just looks like a regular wallet, but... Oh, I thought it was actually a journal. Uh, I mean, it sort of is, but... Yeah, so I've got these little, like, little notebooks that I was tired of carrying around my big fat journal Mm -hmm. with me all the time, and often I didn't, and so I've got this little little notebook that I carry around me. Oh, that's brilliant to have a, yeah, a wallet that works as a notebook. Yeah, I was having a hard time finding them, like just a wallet that mm-hmm. also would hold a note like a this notebook is yeah. three by five okay it's it's a passport holder oh because it's the notebook is really yeah. close to that size yeah can you can you put an affiliate link to that on here uh we don't have affiliate no but i'll put a link up maybe uh, anyway um yeah well that's cool that when you ran the numbers the uh that it seemed like it would be profitable. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about sending it to you. I was thinking about sending it to, um, someone else I talked to money a lot about. And then maybe my father-in-law because he is older and wiser and Mm -hmm. has started a bit. And then I've got his, uh, business partner. Um, they flipped, uh, they, they built a couple of spec homes together. Okay. So I think they at least have an idea. Um, what contractors might cost. Yeah. Contract, what contractors might cost. And like, you know, and, Maybe instead of uh, the amount of money that I was thinking, like just to purchase the house, maybe mm-hmm. it would be like double that because you're gonna need to do some projects that would mm-hmm. cost some money um, right away. And my wife was like, "Well, can we buy it somewhere we would like to go?" And I'm like, oh. "That that was that was my wife's reaction. <laughs> actually, no, that wasn't her reaction. That was my that was my thought. Is like try and think of a place that we would actually want to go and visit. So that well, I, I think I was telling you when we we were talking on the phone, it'd be kind of cool to be able to go." talk do some work 
in like on Monday of a week long vacation, mm -hmm. Monday morning, go talk to realtor, go talk to the property management firm. And then the rest of the time you're just hanging out. Yeah. Doing stuff in the area that you like. Sure. Yeah. The other piece is like, if you, I mean, you know, let's just say average cost of, con of a contractor is like hundred bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. So if you go and spend a week, like if you had 10 of these places, mm -hmm. you could stay somewhere for a month near there and do a lot of work or not even a month, maybe two weeks. But is that, I guess that seems counter to the point though. Like the point is that you're bringing in enough that you, you don't need to do the work yourself, that your time is more valuable than the hundred dollars an hour you'd be saving. It isn't. It's not. I mean, if you're not working because you have 10 of these places and pulling in seven to $8,000 a month between right. all of them, right? then it's like, well, if you want to, you can. And uh, I you see what you're saying. Yeah. And if you don't want to, then you just sit at home and count all of your stack. You know, you've got this pool of money that you're just, no, I'm just kidding. But um, just a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a dragon. <laughs> uh, like a, like a lizard on the wall, huh? Um, or a lizard in the king's palace, palace. lizard. Palace lizard. That's right. I was, did I tell you that someone thought that that'd be a really good name for a podcast? You sure did. It wasn't me. I know who it was. You told me. You actually yeah. told me on the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. He wants to do a podcast episode or just a conversation around um, how to handle uh, health. Like Isaac wants to come on? Yeah. How to handle health health data, especially when anecdotal stories seem to contradict statistical data. Or the Let's have him on next time. Results from data. Let's let's clarify that question a little bit. We can we can end uh, pretty quick here, but I would I would be welcome to have our first guest, our first real guest. That would that would be. Could we have two guests? Who'd be the other person? Um, like another friend of ours who's a nursing student who we've been having this conversation over a text thread. Give me a call. Or okay. I want to talk. I want to talk to. I know Isaac. I don't know this other guy. He he was at my bachelor party. I don't know. It's a long time ago, man. You you've been married like ten years. I've been married like almost four years I oh i shouldn't have said i shouldn't have said numbers anyway you've got like uh a brood a kid a year <laughs> anyway well it's been it's been a pleasure it always is yeah hey guys it's uh it's me daniel again thanks for listening we really appreciate it uh, if you enjoyed this episode buy your spouse some flowers apologizing for not remembering the anniversary of when you first watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm so sorry, dear.